Hello, hello, everyone. I'm so excited to be back here, especially now that I am releasing podcast episodes on both Thursdays and Sundays. So I'm really looking forward to creating even more content for you guys. I think it's going to be a really cool, exciting journey for me. Um, However, I am not totally sure that once I am back to working full time and this quarantine experience is over, that I will be able to keep up with two days a week. I'm going to try my best and I don't want to be negative and say that I won't be able to do it. Um, But this might just be a temporary two days a week podcasts are coming out thing while everyone's home. Might change just to one day a week and if that happens, it'll be Thursdays again. Um, But for now, stay tuned every Thursday and Sunday at 8 a.m. The podcast will be out. It should be out. I don't know why it hasn't come out on Apple Podcasts yet, but it should be out on there soon. But for now, it is out on Spotify, um, Anchor, Breaker, and Google Podcasts. So yeah, pretty cool stuff. Um, So today's episode... I went back and forth with deciding if it was something that I wanted to talk about because I know that I mentioned to you guys in my first episode that I wanted to keep things light on here and talk about things that are really positive and and uplifting and makes you happy and stuff, but I couldn't help but think about something when I was thinking about things that make me happy. And it might sound odd when I explain this to you guys, but I hope that some people know what I'm talking about. So something that really does keep me going and makes me happy on a day-to-day is thinking about loved ones that I've lost and how I feel truly that they're with me all of the time. Um, And that their presence with me really does keep me going and helps me on my day-to-day. So one person in particular that I've lost that I have felt this kind of connection to is my grandfather. So he passed away in November, which is fairly recent. Um, That is my mom's dad, um, my gramps. So since he has passed away, I have seriously felt on multiple occasions that he is with me. So I mentioned to you guys that I am waiting to sit for my boards. Um, So when I study for my boards or I think about my boards and I feel really anxious, I feel like something is there helping me and relieving my anxiety and stress from it. And I really feel like he is that person. Uh, Anytime I would talk to my grandfather about sports or school or anything, he would always just be very, very simple and just say, you can do it, Deb. (laughs) And at the time I would be like, oh my gosh, he doesn't care about school or my sports, what I have to say about it when I comes to complaining, but he totally did. And he was like, that's simply just it. You can do it. Why are you stressing out about it? You got this. You can do it. So when I think about things that make me happy, it's strange, I guess, that that's one of the things thinking about people that have passed away or death at all. Um, But with that explanation, I hope that other people can feel that way about it. And I think that if we look at death and grieving in a way that is much different than how we want to, it really does help. And I have had a lot of loss in my life with friends and family members, but I'm so grateful because I also have two healthy parents. I have 
my mom's mom, my Nana, and she's awesome. She, I'm very close to her. She's one of my, my besties. Um, and I have a lot of uncles and aunts. I have a lot of cousins. I still have my three sisters. So I, I do feel very grateful for all the things and people that I, I do have in my life, but I do like to reflect and think about the ones that I've lost and how I can look at it in a way that builds me and helps me grow stronger and makes me happier on a day-to-day basis when I do think about them. So I wanted to share something with you guys. Let me see if I can pull it up. Let's see. Okay, so when my grandfather passed away, the day that he passed away, I wrote a poem. And I haven't really shared it with anyone at all except for um, my mom and my dad and my sisters and my cousin and possibly some of my aunts and uncles that were there. I I can't really remember, but I haven't shared it with anyone else. And when I first wrote it, I was so sad and I, it was really hard for me to read out loud. I probably cried to every single person that I read it to. Um, I also read it to Jack and I definitely cried when I read it to him also. But now the way that I look at it is like so special that I have that to look back on that I wrote that in those times when I was feeling like I needed to let things out and be creative the most. And I think it's so cool when I really think about how all, all of us have a creative side and whether we express it often or not, when you do express it, some part of you almost like is relieved and lets go a little bit. And that's how I felt when I wrote this poem because all of the feelings that I was feeling and all the things that were passing by me, the memories flooding in my head of all the years I spent with my grandfather and how we all had such amazing memories with him were making me so sad. And now when I look back on it, I'm so happy and so thankful that I was able to express my creative side in that moment on that day. So I wanted to share it with you guys because I told you that a big part of my podcast, I wanted to be able to share my um, creativeness and my poetry with you guys. So this is a poem that I wrote on November 7th. Um, So here it is. It's called Sweet Memory. Woke up to the birds. The sky, a solid gray. Sun peeking through the gray clouds, trying to make its way through. A patio chair and coffee, nothing new. A drink before noon. Happiness in its simplest form. Get in the car, there's people to see. Children to talk to. Grandchildren to kiss. Forehead, cheek, cheek, lips. Formulation, if you will. Watch them do their lives. Fast pace, new space, sometimes feeling out of place. The sounds of kids and horns beeping. The visit must be through. They have somewhere they're off to. Always on the move. Always leaving them with kisses, reminding them. A bushel and a pack. Hold the moments closer. But life goes, and that's something to expect. We get older, kids grow, adults and elders. Life seems out of control. The memories seem to slip the mind, but the love continues to grow. The smiling faces turn to sad ones of course filled with love and tears. Uncertainty of emotion filled with memories and soft whispers in the ears. Hands holding tightly for comfort, sweet smiles filled with grief. 
The times pass by like birds in the sky. Iron, irony fills my head in disbelief. The birds still get me up in the morning, even on the hardest days. The love and sadness stays even when I am alone, keeping words of wisdom in my heart and the words kept tone for tone. Yeah, so <laughs> when I read it now, it's almost like I'm reading someone else's art, which is strange um, because in that moment, that day, during that time, those weeks, month, um, it was hard for me to even think about it or talk about it or write about it or do anything with it. And I'm so thankful, like I said, that I wrote that and have that. Um, and it's funny that I named it Sweet Memory because to me that's what that is now, which is really cool. Um, but so I was when I was trying to decide if I wanted to talk about this, I was thinking how many people out there have gone through experiences where they've lost loved ones and how they cope with it and what they did to make themselves feel better because no one else can tell you what to do to make yourself feel better when you're grieving a loved one and nobody can connect to the way that you felt about that person the way you can. Um, everybody has their own way of dealing with it and everyone has their own sense of direction when they're trying to navigate how to handle it and how to move on in a way that is healthy. And my way of doing that, I think, has grown over the years and looked a lot different for different people that I've lost. But I think that the healthiest grieving process I've gone through is with my grandfather. And I'm so thankful for that. And I'm thankful that I have an amazing family who also is grieving and went through it in a very healthy way. And we're all so supportive of each other and brought each other up and was very loving towards one another. And I'm very, very grateful for that. And I feel so blessed to have all of them in my life. Um, and I think that a big part of that is that my grandfather was helping us grieve in that way. He was guiding us to feel like we weren't alone and feel like that was the best route for us to take was a healthy grieving process of taking it day by day and doing our lives and you know going through life in a way that is spreading positivity and love and just trying to, you know, get through the days the best that we can. So I thought it was cool um, when I was looking at what I was wanted to do for the end of the podcast for the mindfulness activity, I found my book that I was talking about in episode one about um, the mindfulness book that I got from my yoga class at Bridgewater. And so this, this book is called Wherever You Go, There You Are, and it's a mindfulness meditation in everyday life. So there's all different readings in it and stuff, and I opened to a random page in the book, and I saw meditation, not to be confused with positive thinking. And I thought about how it connected to what I'm talking about today, and it connects hugely because when you do lose somebody that you love, it's really hard to think positively. And when people are telling you to think positively and, um, you know, hang in there, everything's going to be okay. It's really hard to hear those words and it 
you don't want to hear those words and you don't want people to tell you it's going to be okay because it's not going to be okay and you're never going to get that person back and you're never going to see them again. But meditation is something that we can do during those times that relaxes our minds, brings us to a place of ease, allows us to feel connected with ourselves and not think about something so sad and horrible and think about something that is peaceful to us. And as I'm sitting here recording this podcast, I'm looking out to my windows, but I have this sign, you know, those, um, those black signs that you can put the letters in. Um, and I put in on mine, peace begins with me. So what a crazy reminder right there in front of me that it's so true with everything I'm saying that peace does begin within with yourself. So I, I got that little peace begins with me quote from, I used to work at an autism center that was for early intervention. And we had a woman come in to do yoga with the kids who was absolutely amazing. Um, she owns Little Bees Yoga. She's so cool. I follow her on Instagram to this day. She's awesome. Um, she has some really positive, insightful things on her Instagram. And um, she does a, real, a lot of really cool things with little kids with yoga, which is awesome. But she used to always say, peace begins with me. And our clients loved it so much. And I loved it so much. I loved seeing her. She was awesome. So the, how this all connects is just, it's so true. And I, I'm, I'm not positive all the time by any means. I try to be, it, it can be really hard sometimes. And I really, like I expressed, wanted to make this podcast a positive, uplifting thing. And that's the direction that I'm trying to go with this conversation about grieving and death and losing a loved one is if you really dig the strength up from within yourself and the peace within yourself, then it makes it a lot easier in the sense of being able to collect yourself every day and get back up and do your day when you're grieving. Um, losing somebody is never easy in general. And it, I mean, I don't want to say that it gets easier, but the way that you learn how to cope with it gets easier. Um, if you work on it, but it's something that you have to work on. It's like a muscle. If you stop working on your inner peace and your strength within, then it starts to go away and it starts to get weaker. And it's something that I think a lot of people forget about, which has a lot to do with your mental health and the way that you feel. And it's easy to forget about it when we're really busy. And then when you're home or you're by yourself or you're in your car, that's when you start feeling it. And if you work on it, those feelings feel good. But if you don't work on it, those feelings don't feel so good. And that's when you start feeling negative or you start feeling like you don't like your job or you start feeling like you're alone or you start feeling like you're really angry and you can't figure out why. All those feelings are because we're not working on our inner strength and our inner peace. So if we just work on those things, even for a couple minutes a day, and we just keep it in mind all the time with everything that we're doing, it gets stronger and it gets better and it's awesome. So it is definitely something that I am constantly working on because no one's perfect and it can be really hard for me sometimes too. So I find it really, really easy and simple to go to a little reading every day or follow someone on Instagram who posts 
really positive readings um, of meditation or mindfulness because even just going to their Instagram for 30 seconds and looking at that reading helps your mind a little bit and it stays in your mind throughout the day if you allow it to. So um, it's really simple and you can make you can make it simple. It doesn't need to be big. And some people do a lot more with it than others. Some people like to practice yoga and mindfulness every day for longer periods of time, an hour or two hours. Some people like to read books on it. Some people like to listen to podcasts about it. Um, Some people like to be creative and take their art and creativity in a way that is like meditation for them and like therapy for them. So I know a lot of people like to do art when they're feeling like they need to find their strength and find their peace and, you know, all that stuff. So I think that's cool. And whatever it is that fits you and whatever helps you find your peace or find your strength in times that you need them, in times that you're grieving and you're missing someone or you're feeling really down or you're feeling really anxious, you're feeling depressed, it's really easy to just lay in bed and sleep it off or try not to think about it. I used to be so guilty of taking naps when I was anxious or feeling down. Um, I remember in college, sometimes I would like take (laughs) four hour naps and I wasn't really I definitely wasn't really sure why. Like, I would just be like, oh, I'm so tired. Like, I don't want to even think about anything. I'm just going to take a nap. And I don't think I was even realizing that I was escaping my emotions and working on my inner peace and strength. Um, I definitely wasn't aware of that. And you would wake up from a nap. Well, I would wake up from a nap feeling, like, even worse, usually. Um, I felt nauseous, and I just felt all disoriented. And I know for some people napping helps, but for me, it definitely doesn't. So if that's something that doesn't help you, then don't do it. And if there's anything that you're doing in your life that is making you feel worse ever, don't do it. Um, I know that a big thing for people that helps them and helps them feel peaceful and find their inner strength is listening to music. And music is a great remedy. And I love music and love to find my peace and inner strength through music. I have a couple friends that love festivals and love all sorts of different music and really find themselves when they listen to it. And I think it's so awesome. And it it really helps you connect with something that isn't yourself, um, which is cool because then you can feel that inner peace and strength because you're not just worrying about your own things that are going on which is awesome. So I have also thought about different people that I have watched grieve that when I'm, when I'm grieving. So someone that I've lost and then I watch someone else who also is grieving that same person. So my grandmother, she is one of the strongest people I think I've ever met in my life and which is no surprise because my mom is also this one of the strongest people I've ever met so watching my mom and my nana go through that grieving process was really eye-opening my mom finds her strength and peace through God which 
um, isn't for everybody and that's okay. But that's how my mom copes with that and deals with that, which is really cool that she has that connection and can feel that love and strength and peace through she reads the Bible and she prays and that's what keeps her going and keeps her strong. And same with my grandmother. But my grandmother is is interesting because she can talk about it in a way that is so different than other people that I've seen grieve. She can talk about what made her sad and what made her happy and she can talk about how she feels now and how she feels like she is okay and how she doesn't want anyone to worry about her or think that she isn't okay and it's just interesting to see like some people when they go through losing a husband or a loved one that's really close to you like that some people don't even look for the strength or the peace and I think my grandmother has been looking for the strength and the peace and working on it for such a long time and has put her faith in God and that's where she found her strength and peace and she's been working on that relationship that she's had with God and doing what she needs to do to make herself feel better for such a long time that when she was faced with something that was so terrible, she was okay. And that's the only way I can really put it and describe it. And I think that's how she would describe it too. And when we have had conversations about it, it seems like we would really agree on that's how it's going for her. And I just think that if everybody works on finding their strength and their inner peace on a day-to-day basis, little by little, then when we are faced with something that is horrific or sad or even good or scary, we are a lot stronger than if we hadn't been working on it. So it all connects to what is going on right now in the world. Um, When people are faced with something that is scary and unknown. A lot of people tend to freak out and get really scared and worry and feel anxious. But if you're strong inside and you're working on that every day, then it gets easier to deal with. And I think even for me over the past few weeks with everything that's been going on, I've really been working on being creative and showing that side and writing and um, journaling and reading and trying to expand my mind and my soul in different ways that help me so that when things get scary or things are unknown of what's going to happen, I'm okay and I'm okay with dealing with it on a day-to-day basis. And I feel a lot better today than I did last week or the week before. And it's proving that that those things help. So I think if everybody just does that every day a little bit, and it could be anything, anything that makes you feel that peaceful inner strength. And I can't tell you what that is. And the next person can't tell you what that is. Only you know what that is and how that makes you feel. So please, everybody, I hope that you can take that away from this podcast and you can find what makes you feel that way today and do it. Um, 
try to do it every day if you can. If you can't, that's okay, but do it as much as you can and as often as you can and hold it inside of you and keep it yours. And if you want to express it like I am, then express it, do whatever you have to do with it, but just remember it. So I want to read the reading that I was talking about from the the book um, that I got from my yoga class. So again, it is called Wherever You Go, There You Are, Mindfulness Meditation in Everyday Life. And it's by John Kabat-Zinn. So this one is called Meditation, Not to be Confused with Positive Thinking. Our ability to think the way we do differentiates our species from all others and is miraculous beyond compare. But if we are not careful, our thinking can easily crowd out other equally precious and miraculous facets of our being. Wakefulness is often the first casualty. Awareness is not the same as thought. It lies beyond thinking, although it makes use of thinking honoring its value and its power. Awareness is more like a vessel, which can hold and contain our thinking, helping us to see and know our thoughts as thoughts, rather than getting caught up in them as reality. The thinking mind can at times be severely fragmented. In fact, it almost always is. This is the nature of thought, but awareness teased out of each moment with conscious intent, can help us to perceive that even in the midst of this fragmentation, our fundamental nature is already integrated in whole. Not only is it not limited by the potpourri of our thinking mind, awareness is the pot which cradles all the fragments, just as the soup pot holds all the chopped up carrots, peas, onions, and the like, and allows them to cook into one whole, the soup itself. But it is a magical pot, much like a sorcerer's pot, because it cooks things without having to do anything, even put a fire underneath it. Awareness itself does the cooking, as long as it is sustained. You just let the fragments stir while you hold them in awareness. Whatever comes up in mind or body goes into the pot, becomes part of the soup. Meditation does not involve trying to change your thinking by thinking some more. It involves watching thought itself. The watching is the holding. By watching your thoughts without being drawn into them, you can learn something profoundly liberating about thinking itself, which may help you to be less of a prisoner of those thought patterns, often so strong in us, which are narrow, inaccurate, self-involved, habitual to the point of being imprisoning, and also just plain wrong. Another way to look at meditation is to view the process of thinking itself as a waterfall, a continual cascading of thought. In cultivating mindfulness, we are going beyond or behind our thinking, much the way you might find a, van- a, vantage, in a, a vantage point in a cave or depression in the rock behind a waterfall. We still see and hear the water, but we are out of the torrent. Practicing in this way, Our thought patterns change by themselves in ways that nourish integration, understanding, and compassion in our lives, but not because we are trying to make them change by replacing one thought with another one that we think may be more pure. Rather, it is to understand the nature of our thoughts as thoughts, 
in our relationship to them so that they can be more at our service rather than the other way around. If we decide to think positively, that may be useful, but it is not meditation. It is just more thinking. We can as easily become a prisoner of so-called positive thinking as as of negative thinking. It too can be confining, fragmented, inaccurate, (laughs) illusory, self-serving, and wrong. Another element altogether is required to induce transformation in our lives and take us beyond the limits of thought. So yeah, that's that's that reading. Sorry, my <laughs> my reading aloud is very poor today. Haven't I haven't read aloud since we played that game popcorn probably in like seventh grade. I don't know if you guys know what I'm talking about, but popcorn was you would have to read a chapter out loud to the class and and then you would say popcorn and you would give it off to someone else. Oh my goodness. I, I like feared that. I hated reading aloud. <laughs> but so dissecting that a little bit um, and how it connects to everything is the per so me saying this is a positive podcast and this is all going to be uplifting and all that is almost like narrow mind thinking of just positivity. And because when you think about everything being positive, then you're thinking too much, which is what this is saying. And then you're thinking about negative things because you're trying to think only positive and you're pushing things out that shouldn't be pushed out. So instead of practicing positive thinking all the time, you can practice meditation, which is watching your thoughts and letting them go, watching your thoughts and letting them go and being aware that your those are your thoughts, but not fo- only focusing on your thoughts. So a part of this that I really liked um, was about the awareness and how it lies beyond thinking although it makes use of thinking, honoring its value and its power. So like I was saying, being aware of your emotions and your thoughts, how you're feeling in a terrible time, how you're feeling in good times, how you're feeling in scary times. I got cut off. I'm sorry, guys. I don't know what happened. But so your mindfulness, your awareness, it's it's all one and the same. So it says again that awareness is more like a vessel which can hold and contain our thinking helping us to see and know our thoughts as thoughts rather than, rather than getting caught up in them as reality. So that's being mindful, being aware of the fact that your thoughts can either make or break you and not to let them get in the way of reality. Your thoughts are not real. Your thoughts are in your head. They're how you're really thinking and how you're really feeling maybe. But if we don't focus on them as reality, then we won't feel that negative feeling of sadness, hard to get out of bed in the morning, um, not being able to collect ourselves and get up and live the way that we want to live. So it really is important to do those things, like I was saying, that do make you feel peaceful, find your strength, Um, find your happiness, do whatever it is that you have to do. And I think that having these mindful meditations at the end of every episode will be cool for people who aren't used to practicing in this way and maybe have thought that it was silly because I know that before I took this class, I thought that all this stuff was really silly and that it didn't help and that people who preached about it were um, annoying, I guess you can say, which is terrible. But um, 
when I read them now, I haven't read this book in a really long time, to be totally honest with you guys. I think I mentioned in the first episode that I found this when I was cleaning my room. And when I read these now and pick the ones that I want for my um, podcasts, it's crazy how it makes me feel after I read them. It's I, I mentioned to you guys that when I get on this life high of positivity um, within, I, it makes me want to text every single person in my phone and tell them that I love them, but it's really true. And I hope that when you guys listen to these and do these activities with me, it makes you feel the same way. So if at the end of this podcast, you want to go out there and show your creative side in your house while you're social distancing, do it. Um, if it makes you want to sit and do some yoga, practice some yoga. If it makes you want to work out, work out. If it makes you want to read a book, read a book, do a puzzle, do whatever you have to do. Draw, talk it out with someone, but just do it for yourself because it really does help and it really is so important. I hope that you guys are staying safe and healthy and I hope that everybody is enjoying my podcasts. Um, it would mean a lot to me if you signed into Instagram and went to Plants Bliss Love and gave Plants Bliss Love a follow. All of my podcasts will be linked in my bio, um, my personal Instagram, which will always be linked below. And Plants Bliss Love in that bio will also have the podcasts in there. Um, and I will be posting in my link tree all of the platforms that you can listen to the podcast on. So everybody, I hope that you have a lovely rest of your day and remember to find your peace and strength from within. And I will see you guys next time. Thanks guys. I almost forgot my two questions guys. So my two questions that I say on my podcast are, how will I propel my love today? And what makes me feel blissful today? So this is just my way of being able to reflect, um, be mindful of what I am doing with my energy and giving to other people. So what I feel blissful about today is I got to go outside for a walk with Finley. I'm thankful for my health. I'm thankful that I am able to bring my dog outside for a, a long walk. I'm thankful for all the people in my neighborhood that I get to see their smiling faces when I walk by them since we are not having many interactions with people other than those that we live with these days. So it's nice to be able to get out and just see other people. So that makes me feel blissful today. And I will propel my love today by putting a lot of energy and love into Plants Bliss Love today and getting that started for you guys and showing you all my creative side through my love for art and plants and everything that Plants Bliss Love is made of. Um, I'm going to get some ideas going for my podcast and I'm really excited about it. So stay tuned for all of that stuff, guys. And thank you so much for listening again. Um, I am so happy that I caught that I almost forgot to put this these two questions into the podcast. So I'm glad I remembered because that is a big piece of it. So I hope that you guys enjoyed this podcast and stay tuned for Sunday's episode. Thanks so much, guys. See ya.